What's up? We want to give thanks to all of our amazing sponsors. Piper Diamonds, your hometown jeweler. Bling, bling at PiperDiamondCo.com. TheCardenasLawGroup.com, your concierge level service, which is for all your personal injury needs. And Compton Broomhead Dental at MunsterDental.com. This is top level luxury dental care. And Finley Volvo Cars of Las Vegas. Safety first since 1927. All right, Kelly Cardenas podcast. Let's go. Let's get started because we got 25 minutes and I am very excited. Again, my name is Kelly Cardenas. Uh, I have Kelly Cardenas salons throughout the country in Chicago, Las Vegas, and Carlsbad. And I want to thank you all for being here. I want to thank you for uh, spending time on your culture. I do want you to get a pen and a paper because we are going to drop some nuggets today as I refer to uh, them, little nuggets of wisdom and little nuggets that that are going to help you to be able to build your culture, not only today, but as we move forward in the future. We talked about it the other day, uh, cultural efficiency, every single challenge that I've ever seen in business. And I deal with fortune 500 companies. I deal with mom and pops, uh, companies. I deal with anything and everything as far as inside of a company from 200 people in the place to 12 people in the place to thousands of people in the organization, uh, from one location to 1,850 locations. Um, we do it all. And what I find is every single time that, uh, a company or a person brings a challenge to me every single time, the answer is always comes back to their foundation of culture and what has created, what has been created and what type of behaviors are inside of that company. What is the normal? What is the baseline? So we're going to review quickly. Number one is going to be culture. Culture is a sustainable uh, uh, environment for suitable growth, a sustainable environment for suitable growth. So that's what a culture is. A lot of times people look at it as a buzzword and think, oh, wow, culture, 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 culture. um, That's all I need to have. And then they forget about doing their processes and procedures. They forget about their bottom line. And some people who are focused only on the bottom line say, I don't care about the culture. I had someone that I worked with for a very short period of time told me I could give two blanks about culture as long as I make money. And what I want you to understand is if you forget about culture, your bottom line will be affected. If you only focus on the culture, but you're not aware of the processes and procedures that are happening within your company, you're going to abandon the culture because you're not going to see it drop to the bottom line. It's kind of almost like going to a, um, a personal trainer. And if you went to the personal trainer every single day and you said, I love these people so much. And, uh, that you got bigger and bigger and uh, less in less shape every single day, you probably would release that personal trainer. So I not only want to talk about culture today, but how it can drop to the bottom line. Let's dive right in. So here we go. Uh, culture building. We talked about this the other day. Go back to the recording so you can see this. We talked about your why. Making sure that you understand the why of what you're doing. It could be as simple for me. It was carnival games. That's all it was. I wanted to have enough money to be able to go to the carnival and play until I won. That was it. 
But before your why, the foundational part is to understand and know how awesome you are, to understand how incredible you are as a person. Once you understand this and this foundation has been found, then everything else falls into line. I've seen people have an amazing reason why, but they're not very confident in who they are. They don't understand how incredibly they are built. They don't understand how unique they are, and they falter because not because the system didn't work, not because the why didn't work, but because they don't believe that they are awesome. And I know that sounds so simple, but I come from two parents who told me every single day that I was the man. I was incredible. I was awesome at just being myself. They never compared me to my standout brother or brothers. One became a a lawyer. One became a doctor at the top of both of their classes, but I was never compared to either one of them. I was encouraged to be myself. And you know who myself was? Is learning to grow people. I went an unconventional way. I didn't go to college. But what I did is fell in love with my current circumstances, had a love affair with my current circumstances, and guess what happened? Magic. Because I was simply in love with who I was as an individual. That is the basis of any healthy culture. So that uh, second, well, one, one B, one A would be understand you're awesome. And if you don't know you're awesome today, you're awesome. You look beautiful. You have a phenomenal hair. Uh, your life is not going to be better if you get a little skinnier or you get a little bit bigger or whatever it is. You're too short. You're too tall. No, you're perfect. Exactly who you are. And just own that part of it. And then we can move on to the why. We go to the why. We understand that. We understand the story. Build the story. Make sure the story is like a movie and that you would want to watch it all the time. Next one is your definition of success because not everyone's the same. In a culture, you should have a definition of success. In our company, we want to work the least with the highest possible return and get you to your family and to your loved ones as much as possible so you have the greatest quality of life and you can, in return, give the greatest quality of service, which will cause you to have a high rate of return on your time in a short amount. This is our definition of success. And in the event that that isn't your definition of success and you don't want to then you eliminate yourself from that culture. That's okay, but make sure that you understand and know and you define what your definition of success is. The next one is your threshold for success or your threshold for your belief system. Your threshold for your belief system is probably one of the most important things that you will ever, ever, ever find. And honestly, every one of you in the last four months has got smacked in the mouth. Every one of you in some way, shape, or form Even the businesses that continue to grow, even the ones that were digital, you got smacked in the mouth because some of your consumers that were consuming at a high rate, even if you were online and digital completely, some of those people didn't have as much money anymore. And you started to have to realize and say, I just got punched in the mouth. What is my muscle memory? Who am I really? See, character was not built in these times. It was revealed. And so I want us to look at that and look at that threshold and test it as often as possible. Go through almost war games like they do in the military. Look at your company and start asking yourself, let's play some war games. What if we go bankrupt? What if we have zeroed out? What if we lose our top 10 uh, clients? What do we do? And play that game and start to play with your threshold because the higher and higher your threshold is for your belief system, people will have no challenge following you. So I wanted to go through, uh, there's four aspects of uh, culture building. And because, uh, you know, when we're building a a, a successful culture, we've got to look at it. And we went through six indicators uh, the other day, which was culture, vibe, process, and procedure. 
productivity, innovation, and the ability to adapt immediately. If you want definitions on those, go to the last talk. Um, and But I wanted to look at specifically building the culture because every single challenge that I see in every single business has to do with their culture. Every single time, I bring it right back to the culture. So when you look at the culture, what we did is we broke it down into four major components or four major aspects of, uh, of the people inside of your organization. And so what I want you to look at, and we're going we're gonna to talk about these, um, the first one is going to be prospect, okay? So a prospect is, it, doesn't just, it isn't just a new hire. Some people have been working in your company for two, three, four, five, six years, and they still are only a prospect of your culture, meaning that they are a guest, right? So they fit the profile, as a prospect, they fit the profile. Maybe they, you know, they're a go-getter. Maybe all these things. But they, they just fit the profile. They're a desired relationship. You hope it works out, but they're not locked in. And finally, I want to let you know that a prospect is still looking. Sit in that for a second. There's people inside of your company right now that have been with you for 10, 15, 20 years that are a prospect and they're looking online every single day for a better situation than the one that they're in. That is simply a prospect. That is a person who fits the profile, who's a desired relationship. You would like it to happen, but is still on the prowl and still looking. You see, that's where we start. Prospect isn't bad. How can we turn a prospect into number two? And number two is a guest. They've experienced you. They've experienced you at your core. They like it. They don't love it. They enjoy. They enjoy coming to work. They enjoy the culture. They like it. They've experienced some of the cool things, but they ain't sold yet. They haven't made the commitment. I always say to young ladies when I speak to them, I say, commitment isn't commitment until it's commitment. Commitment isn't commitment until it's commitment. And all the guys in the room get really, really uncomfortable when I start to say this. Because I say, ladies, commitment isn't commitment until it's commitment. And they say, no, 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 I've been in a relationship for three, four, five, six, seven years, and it's just like we're married. No, no, you're not. Commitment isn't commitment until it's commitment. And in a company, it's exactly the same way. Commitment's not commitment until it's commitment. You see, they may enjoy or they may have enjoyed parts of your culture. They may have enjoyed what has gone on. They like it. They don't love it. And they're simply aware of other options. They're aware of other options. Think of that. Think of that in a relationship. That person has experienced you. They've saw you that, wow, this is so amazing, but their eye is still open. They're still looking. This doesn't mean, again, that the person just started. This could be a person that, uh, you know, is a guest of your company, could be on their first day. They are enjoying it now. They like it. They don't love it. They've already moved past prospect. Maybe they did in the application process or else look at the opposite side of it. They could be residing in your company and in your culture and they just haven't believed in it. They don't understand. They, they're not connected with the reason why you're doing what you're doing. They're not connected with the fact that they're not lifted up. They don't get, they don't have confidence I just spoke about this the other day. I wrote an article about it. You build confidence, you build competence, and then you cop an attitude. Confidence comes from understanding how to do something and why you're doing it. 
competence comes from doing it over and over again. Copying an attitude means that when I walk in, let's go, let's go. Every single high-level person in the country in any sport, in any organization, cops an attitude towards the circumstances that they step into. I copped an attitude towards COVID. Why? Because I've been through these things before. I haven't been through a pandemic, but I've been through a lot of stuff in my life. So I've fought lions. I've fought bears. So this, this thing ahead of us, it ain't nothing but air and opportunity, baby. Confidence. Confident, uh, comp- confidence, competence, cop and attitude. Once you get to cop and attitude, not towards people, but towards the circumstances setting in front of you, now all bets are off. That's what Michael Jordan did. He built confidence in the practice. He built, or he built confidence in there. He built competence in playing over and over and over again. And by the time that he got to the finals, you know what he said? Hmm, this ain't nothing but another game. So the first one is prospect, second one is guest. Some of us have a whole company of prospects and guests that we're looking at. They don't they like it, they don't love it. They don't jump up and down about it. But I tell you, when you light people on fire inside of your culture, you'll see things happen that you never understood because then people take ownership of it. And that ownership goes to a completely different level. Let's go on to number three, brand ambassador. This one is where it starts to take, I mean, where it starts to catch fire. Keyword is catch. This is not the forest fire. This is not a wildfire. This is not out of control. This is, it's starting. Brand ambassador. They're committed. They will talk about you as long as they're asked. And they're warming up. A brand ambassador goes out and they will do their job. Think about an ambassador. They will do their job as long as they have reciprocation, as long as they have compensation, whether that be through, um, you know, emotional compensation. It could be through financial compensation. As long as they're getting what they expect, then they're going to talk about it credibly and they're going to be excited about it. That's what a brand ambassador is. In today's culture, brand ambassadors, influencers, once the perks go away or people aren't asking about it, a brand ambassador goes along on their way. So a brand ambassador is committed. They're committed. They made a commitment. They locked into it, but they haven't burned the boat. They have not burned the boat. I heard this years ago that uh, Vikings were so feared, not because they were the strongest, but because when they pulled into port and they went to war, before they went to war, they would actually just burn their own boat and say, now it's time to get down. What they were saying in a sense to all these people was, I'm either going to win or die. That's not the person you want to fight. The person with absolutely nothing to lose is not the person you want to fight. So what I would suggest is for you to put yourself in that realm because then no one will want to fight you. You burn the boat. You have no other option. You can't go home. All you could do is go through. You see, when you're going through something challenging, the only way to go through is to go through it, to pass on through. 
But if you have an option to retreat, you'll retreat. So burn the boat. But brand ambassadors have not burned the boat. They've committed, but they haven't burned the boat. They pulled into port. They went to war, but they still had their ship. Just in case things didn't work out, they could hop back on their ship and they could go back to where they came from. I'm not talking about having an option. See, a brand ambassador is committed. They will talk about it as long as they are asked, and they are simply warming up. The fire is starting. This is a good place to be. You take them from prospect, right? That prospect of uh, uh, they fit the profile, their desired relationship. You, they're still kind of looking around. You turn them into a guest. A guest has experienced you, likes you, doesn't love you, enjoys, and is aware of other options. Now, as a brand ambassador, they start to warm up a little bit more. They get committed. They'll talk about you when asked. And they start warming up. They start thinking, man, I mean, this thing could work out. Most people in an organization never get past this because they don't truly believe in the culture that is going on in their organization. Most good companies get to a brand ambassador point. Not all the people, but there's a couple of them. There's a majority of brand ambassadors. When you talk about the great, when you talk about the elite, when you talk about the best of the best, We go to number four, which is called brand evangelists. Brand evangelists. See, this is the holy grail. This is the holy grail of people in your organization. This is what you want. And guess what? All you need is one of them. All you need is one of them. But if you have two, three, a brand ambassador is the holy grail. A brand ambassador is the holy grail in a culture because they use every opportunity to interject about your culture. Anytime they're at a barbecue, they are at a a, a park, a, a, a time of getting together. These people are absolutely on fire. They are looking for opportunities to talk about who you are, what your culture is. Let me tell you the story about this. They, it's personal. They grab a hold of it. They interject their stories. They weave it in. You cannot separate them from it. That's what an evangelist is. See, an evangelist is always two degrees of separation from sharing about your culture. Oh, my child is playing soccer. Oh, wow. I love soccer. It's such a great team sport. You know what I learned in our culture, at our company, about teamwork? This is how brand uh, uh, evangelists work because they will always turn it right back to the culture. They'll lock it back in and they'll be able to relate every single thing to the culture. I have a brand evangelist in Chicago. His name is Brian Wagner. He does not work for our company. But you know what he did? He went out into Chicago when we opened up our location and we were not, not spending any money on marketing. He was a brand evangelist. He was out at his work. He was out in the bars. He was out everywhere telling every single person they should come and experience our salon when we opened it up there over 10 years ago. 12 years ago to be exact. He not only would call and make their appointments for them, While they were standing right there, so he made sure they made their appointment, he would show up and stand next to them while they got their hair done to ensure that they experienced the culture. That's what a brand evangelist is. There needs to be brand evangelists inside of your culture, and that will help it to grow. The reason why I say this is because a brand evangelist preaches the gospel of your culture. You need people who are preaching the gospel of your culture. 
And when that starts to happen, you'll start to see efficiencies start to happen because people take hold of it. When they own it, when it's a part of who they are, then all bets are off. Now your company and your culture grows. Culture, let's go back to it where we started. It is an environment for suitable, sustainable growth. Suitable, sustainable growth. Once something stops growing, it starts dying. A culture is not something that you set a a bunch of rules and you set them and then it sets and that's it. No, it evolves. It evolves. It has a life of its own. And the only way that it can have a life of its own is if you have brand evangelists inside your company. I invite you to look at each and every person inside of your company, inside of your organization. And what I ask you to do is I ask you to look at them. Are they simply a guest or a prospect? Are they a prospect right now? Are they a prospect in what it is that you're doing? Have they been inside your company for too long as simply a prospect. You see, even with what's happening right now with my microphone starting to slide down, you guys saw that. I want you to know that I'm so sold out to the culture in which we have that I'm willing to hold my hand up against it and it's going to be completely fine. Have you burned the boat? I want you to look at inside your company and I want you to go back when you start back, whether it be tomorrow or uh, on Monday. And I want you to look at every single person in your organization. This is not just for CEOs. This is not just for managers. I'm saying if you just started in the company, I want you to start looking at people and asking yourself, are they simply a prospect? Have they got to the guest level yet? Are they a brand ambassador? Do they talk about it when other people talk about it? Or are they the holy grail? Look for the holy grail. And if you can't find it in your company, you know what? Become it. Because I could tell you as an owner of a company, I'm looking for brand evangelists. And you know what I'll do? Anything for them. Anything. When you're talking about um, raises, when you're talking about bonuses, when you're talking about perks, it's not the person who does it and jumps up and down. It's the person who believes in it to their core. That's the people who are going to get the spoils. Prospect, guest, brand ambassador, finally, brand evangelist. Let's talk about this quickly. You see, what I'm talking about in in culture is going to be relationships. To be able to create, take a prospect to a guest, you've got to form a relationship with them to understand, to understand them. You cannot fake the authentic, a true authentic connection. You cannot, you cannot. And what I'm going to do here is I want to finish with three ways that you can take people from prospect to guest to brand ambassador to brand evangelist. I can tell you this. If you have three brand evangelists, you will be an elite company in your space, no matter what space you're in. I believe you can be elite with one. I have a couple in my company right now. One is named Bobby. Bobby's the director of our salon, Bobby Bosch in uh, Chicago. Guy is absolutely phenomenal. I got another guy. His name is Justin. Justin is the director of our Las Vegas location. Shauna, director of our uh, Vegas location. But I can tell you someone without a title that's an evangelist. Her name is Jen Moses. Jen Moses believes 
at the highest level. She preaches the gospel of the culture, utilizes it in other aspects. Here's a surefire way to be able to uh, move people from one level to the next. And I'm not saying that you move every prospect into brand evangelist. I'm saying move them up one. If they're a prospect, move them to guest. They're guest, move them to ambassador. If they're an ambassador, move them to evangelist. Get one, possibly two, or three and be elite company. Here we go. Respect who they are. Respect who they are. Respect who they are. Respect where they are. And who they are, where they came from. Who they are, who, what their culture was, what their upbringing was. Respect that at the highest level. Get to know it. Understand who they are and understand why their behaviors are the way that they are because you'll have so much more grace for something and less judgment when you get close to it. Get close to your employees. Get close to your team and understand and respect who they are. Second, under, uh, respect where they are right now. Based off of who they are, where they're at is a miracle. You may not be exactly where you want to be, but you're definitely not where you used to be. That's what Tim's story, my friend, says all the time. And finally, here we go. Respect where they can go. Respect where they can go. Companies and organizations get this backwards. They, and I did this for years. I would look at where they can go, and I was so focused on that that I did not look at where they are at the particular point and respect that, and I definitely didn't respect who they were. I want to thank you so much for your time today. My name is Kelly Cardenas. If you're looking for cultural efficiency, you're looking for that coach, I'm your guy. You want to be the best? I'm not your guy. You want to be great? I'm not your guy. You want to be the absolute greatest possible and reach your potential? I'm your guy.